Welcome to the November 10th edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. We are recording this during halftime of what is surprisingly the best primetime night game of week nine. That tells you just about how great the week nine primetime games were. San Francisco Green Bay, disaster. Last night, dumpster fire between the Bucks and the Saints. Tonight, Ben, we have what is perhaps, perhaps, and it's not over yet, Bill Belichick's piece de resistance, his masterpiece here. <laughs> Losing to the Jets would be the greatest thing he's done all season. Yeah, I mean, it basically c- cements the status of the fact that they are doing some very impressive tanking at this point in time. If you're going to lose to the New York Jets, of course, somebody probably is going to give them their first win. But uh, having Belichick actually do it makes it just even more of a masterpiece at this point in time. He's just, it makes me feel like he's still two steps ahead of everybody else in the league. He's actually doing this uh, much better than everyone else could at this point in time. So, I don't know. Kudos to them. I think it's their correct play. And uh, I'm happy that if they do lose tonight, that I think they are fully on board with it. So I can't blame him for trying basically at this point in time. But uh, I think you got to lock in those Baltimore bets uh, at halftime right now if you can actually yes. get them at this point in time. So. Yes, we're going to talk about this game in a sec. I will just say this. I may never own an NFL team. I would love to. <laughs> if I owned the New York Jets, I know there's no one in the stadium. I would be in the locker room right now. And I would let Adam Gase know one thing and one thing only. Buddy? You want to get, you want to keep coaching for the rest of the year? Go ahead and tank. Right. You want to live on your way out of the building? Go ahead and lose this game. If you win this game, I swear on everything that is holy, I will make your life hell from here on out. That is what I would be right. telling Adam Gase because, like, there's no way the Jets have been so bad this year. You have a chance to get one of the, you know, three best prospects over the past what fifty years, maybe. And you're right. going to throw it away and to the guy who has terrorized you for the past 30 years. I mean, you can't do that. So yeah, um, he's, I was always one step like, ahead. Uh, yeah, I just so, you know, I mean, Woody Johnson, you got to go down there. You got to give Gase the, the news here. Listen, buddy, I don't know what you got to do, but you got to figure it out. Um, OK, let's start with uh, that Sunday night game, which is Baltimore, New England, because it's very interesting Uh, Baltimore did not look good uh, yesterday in a winning effort against the Colts. I I just thought their offense was really not a good look. And it's all about the passing game. Their yards per pass play is down a full yard from last season. It just is not, it does not look good. They're, they're running a ton on early downs. Um, Their passing game has lost a ton of explosiveness, but they could be facing a tanking Patriots team. So what do you think about that game? Yeah, I mean, it changes everything, of course. So we had, I think it opened right, right around 7. I think it's moved down to 6.5. Of course, mm-hmm. the Patriots are tanking and going to lose to the Jets here on Monday Night Football. I think we're only going to get uh, a correction basically back up through 7, probably all the way out to eight and a half, nine, even some 9.5s or 10s later on in the week. So at that point, I don't really think you can buy Baltimore, but I think if you're getting them at six and a half, seven, I think that's kind of a go spot here. I was on them last week with the Colts. I think that was more a fade on the Colts than actually believing uh, quite a bit in this Ravens offense at this point in time. Um, you know, I think they got, you know, a little bit of luck, I guess, in relation to the Colts turnover margin, basically. They got the big Jonathan Taylor fumble recovery for a touch 
touchdown, which kind of kept them in the game in the first half. They did turn it on a little bit more, but you touched on it. It's basically like they have no faith in their passing game, and they're kind of relying on this Russian unit, which um, has been okay at times, but it's not just not something that I really want to rely on going forward. So from that perspective, I think if you're looking at a 7.5 through 9.5 that we'll probably see tomorrow at some point, uh, I'm probably... I don't necessarily want to lean towards the Patriots, so I probably got to sit this one out, but um, I think I'm not feeling too great at this point in time with the Ravens side of it either. So Yeah, I can't find what it. Are, what are your thoughts? I, I can't find it anywhere, and I think that's for good reason. I, I, um, If Bill Belichick is motivated to win that game, then I think there might be some value on the Patriots looking not great against the Jets because there are some things that Bill Belichick did last year against a very hot Ravens team that were successful against Lamar Jackson. And it turned out the offense was just really bad for New England. And that's, you know, that's why they lost that game. Um, so if I'm looking back and trying to glean anything from that, that's what I would take away from it. So if they squeak out a win against the Jets and people see that as a real sign that the Patriots suck and it moves out to seven and a half, eight, I would take the Patriots. Um, right. Yeah. That, that would be right. We want to see a little bit of life from them here in the second half, I think, though, in order to yes. make that. I, I, well, uh, they have prediction. to win. They have to win because they have to have right. some incentive to win the game. If they lose, then, you know, may God help you. Uh, let's go to Thursday night, Tennessee and Indy, because we have both faded the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about this last week on this podcast, how we liked the Ravens um, because we didn't think the Colts were very good. They played the easiest schedule in the NFL. Philip Rivers is 7,000 years old. Um, they don't have any receivers, yada, yada, yada. It goes on and on. They play the Titans, who have been not so impressive. The Titans are home. It's a one-and-a-half-point uh, spread right now, total of 48. And I'll, I'll start. I, I think this should be a three-point, three-and-a-half-point game. When I was trying to pick this line, I was going between three and three-and-a-half. Um, I don't understand what the Colts have done to deserve being a less than three-point favorite. I know that home field doesn't hasn't really had an impact, but I still think it's hard to come off of three because the Titans, in my opinion, are the better team. And, you know, that, that it's such a key number. So to me, getting three, you know, getting being able to buy the Titans and have that three in your pocket is worth it. And I would take them. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Anything under three, I would lean towards the Titans as well. Colts, I think, I think at least what the market is valuing is this, you know, defense, this idea of, you know, quality defense, maybe some Frank Reich mixed in. I do think that a lot of people are basically seeing what we're seeing with Phillip Rivers. That's basically, you know, a relatively low average depth of target, not a great accuracy percentage on that low average depth of target. And he hasn't really graded exceptionally well either. So uh, the lack of playmakers in the offense, um, especially at the wide receiver position, you know, when Zach Pascal is basically your number one receiving option, I know they have a trio of decent tight ends but nobody that really gets over the top at this point in time I think that they're really um, struggling offensively so I would probably be continuing to fade them like you said I do kind of think uh, Tannehill Titans buy an opportunity definitely anything under three but I would kind of agree with you I do think that we'll probably will move out in that direction uh, coming up here on Thursday night so it's probably one that you want to lock yes. in early in the week as well I, I would do, bet what do you have a, do you have any I would bet it now yeah. and I would say right. one more thing about the Titans that they are a team that has also run an absurd amount in early downs however they are the most efficient team passing on early downs in the Colts defense while it is not bad it's also not you know, the 85 Bears over here. It's not last year's Niners at full strength. And the Titans have guys that make plays after the catch. A.J. Brown is just a monster after the catch. 
And what the Colts do is really try to like minimize those deep shots. So I actually think that the Titans are in a good spot to take advantage if they can just throw the damn ball. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think that's a pretty good observation. I don't know. Do you have any lean on the total 48 and a half at this point that has come down two points? Yeah. I kind of like the Titans to score quite a bit, but yeah. I, I can't I trust the Colts taking, offense to get on the over. Yeah. I'm not taking a Titans under. I, I think this was last week's game was all about the Bears being one of the worst offenses in human history. I mean, the, the right. Bears make the, the Flacco-led Jets look like the Chiefs. <laughs> they are a disaster. I, I, we do. I mean, who would you rather have right now, Joe Flacco or Nick Foles? I mean, after Joe tonight's Flacco. performance, it's got to be Joe we Flacco, We do not right? talk yeah. enough about how much the Bears are wasting a really talented roster. The Bears with Patrick right. Mahomes right now are the clear-cut favorites to win the Super Bowl. Right, right. Instead, right. they're floundering. Saw, I, right. I saw that tweet, and that, it goes back to, honestly, the Khalil Mack trade mm-hmm. that you guys harped on for so long, basically, and the fact that you're kind of you know trading for this piece, which is great for a Super Bowl contender, if you're actually a Super Bowl contender, if you have the quarterback to back it up, which obviously they don't have, and now they're kind of in... A difficult spot where they're looking like they're going to finish closer to 8-8 eight eight or 7-9 at this point in time in the NFC. Think about how awful this is. Frank Clark has a Super Bowl ring. Khalil Mack can't even get to the playoffs. I mean, this is just right. this is embarrassing. Okay, take take me away from this travesty to another game. I Let's talk Seattle, LA Rams. I'm seeing it at minus 1.5 at this point in time. 56-point total has bumped up, I think, 2.5 points since the Open. Uh, market's still expecting points from Jared Goff and, of course, Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, were kind of like my one bad spot, I would say, last mm-hmm. week. I didn't think they were probably going to get it done against the Bills. I was clearly wrong on that. Um, I'm wondering what your, th- your thoughts are on this NFC West matchup. Yeah, this is tricky because um, so at 1.5, I mean, you're picking the winner here. Um, right. So I, I don't see – I have a really hard time seeing Russell Wilson losing two straight games in a season where he needs to get the, the train back on the tracks to win the MVP. He's had such a great year. And the um, interesting thing about this is that the Seahawks defense it is what Sean McVay dreams about when he has – sweet dreams at night so when i look at this and i go man you know i I would like to take the seahawks here i I don't hate that move but i also think over is kind of sneaky here because i think the rams and jared goff have success in this game i don't think jared goff is very good but sean mcveigh is good enough to give him some throws against the seahawks defense and i just don't think there's any way that russell wilson comes out and has a dud in this game yeah, at this point either. I don't think I think Russell Wilson's going to go off. I think Jared Goff and the wide receivers are going to have you know a decent amount of yards after the catch. Of course, you know people are hating on the Seahawks defense, want to blame them for their loss, basically against the Bills. I wouldn't necessarily go that route, but I do think that we're going to see uh, a little bit of a showcase game. So this you know is sitting close to the highest total on the weekend so far. I do kind of like going over on it. I do like the Seahawks quite a bit more than I would lean towards the Rams at this point in time. Anytime I think you know I can get a little bit I'm you know taking some points with Seattle I think I'm taking at this point in time. I know Russell Wilson has had a few bad games but at least um, you know he's putting he's stringing together enough quality games that I think he's actually going to be able to you know come back like you said bounce back a little bit and actually turn around. So I think they win this game. I'm leaning Seattle. I do like the over as well. I would probably I don't I think I don't think you can really take an under in Seattle at this point in 
time, um, you know, right. for the rest of the season, really. So I think that's probably the general lean. We'll see how high some of these totals get coming up here at the end of the season. So. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. There, there are some high totals in, in uh, th- this week. Okay, let's do um, let's do Herbert Tua in Miami. Dolphins off of a win in Arizona as a six point dog. The Chargers snatching defeat from the jaws of victory uh, at home against the Raiders in classic. Let's throw an end zone fade to our third string tight end fashion. I just I can't. And at this point, at this point, I think. It's 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 like being on tilt at the poker table, you know. Like they, no matter what you do, you just make the wrong move. You keep digging yourself right. deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, this is two and a half. The total is forty-seven and a half. Now we saw this a couple weeks ago when a team from Los Angeles went out to Miami. They put them on the sideline where it was really hot. The sun was in. Now, this is a 4 p.m. game, so that might be a little bit different. It won't be in the the, the dead of the heat there. Um, but let me make this case. It's two and a half. The Chargers are, are traveling across the country. They, the Chargers are a plucky team that does finds a way to do things in unstable situations, on third down, on deep shots. And one of these, one of these days, that's going to come all crashing down. Why not against the Dolphins? whose defense is playing really, really well, and right. whose offense is now coming alive with, with Tua, who played really well on the road against Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it. I think, you know, we were kind of on the initial Tua bandwagon, and I think it's honestly getting a little bit crowded at this point yes. in time is kind of my general yes, sentiment with the game. Basically, the Chargers are, you know, the Falcons of the AFC. No one really wants to back them at this point either. So I think if you're just kind of, um, you know, trying to understand general market sentiment at this point in time, I think you would have to lean the Chargers at two and a half. But I, I kind of like what you guys wrote up. I actually really like them as um, a teaser leg here with a few mm-hmm. other options, especially at two and a half. You're crossing three and seven. I don't necessarily love the um, total at this point in time, but I would 
would say that the fact that it's a little bit lower than some of the other totals that makes it even more ideal from a teaser leg from my perspective. So that's probably what I would lean in, even though I kind of hate not backing Tua at this point in time. He hasn't let me down yet, but I do think that that is probably going to come at this point in time just because uh, there's just too many uh, people on the bandwagon I'm feeling like at this point in time for the Dolphins. So, so. I love that. I love the, the Chargers teaser there. And let me tell you who I would want to tease them with. I actually don't – I don't know – so our, the teasers that we wrote up, not all of them are available at the same prices now because uh, the, the Colts – Moving markets. Yeah, the markets moved. The Colts have uh, moved to two and a half – or one and a half, and the Texans have moved to three now. But the Buffalo Bills are a two-point underdog in Arizona. And I just – I mean, give me the Bills plus eight and the Chargers plus eight and a half. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. I think the only other teaser that I think would maybe even come close to it is the Steelers down to two and a half at this point against the Bengals would mm. maybe be the only other third leg or something. But I do think what you mentioned is basically the top two options from a teaser perspective at this point in time. Um, the Buffalo Arizona game is really interesting in general. The total move basically from 48.5 to 56 and a half. Of course, Arizona, you know, they do what they do. But I think a lot of people are maybe overvaluing what Buffalo did last week against the Seahawks, came out and threw the ball. Uh, essentially all game, moved it really well, stuff like that. I think this is kind of a little bit of an overcorrection on the total at 56.5. So from that perspective, if I'm leaning a little bit towards the under, I do like the teaser leg a lot more covering, mm-hmm. you know, the 3 and the 7 for the Bills, getting up to 8 at this point in time. So I do, I'm definitely on board with you at this point. Do you have any feel on the total 56? Six and a half. Would you lean over or under at that point? You know, this is one where I still don't believe in the Cardinals passing game, but there is no one stopping Kyler Murray, and there's certainly no one on the Buffalo Bills stopping Kyler right. Murray. And um, and the Bills have just committed to throwing the ball over the all over the yard, which is great. And I I can't remember who I heard saying this. Might have been. Tim Hasselbeck, but he was talking about how Josh Allen hurt his non-throwing shoulder and how that impacts, you know, his ability to throw the ball. And maybe there is, you know, maybe that's 90% baloney, but if it's 10% correct and, you know, kind of see what he did in those first four games, the, the, the Cardinals are not a great team, <laughs> you know, by any stretch right. of the imagination. So there's no reason he couldn't light them up. It's indoors. Um, so... Well, I think under might be the sharp play. You will not find me um, anywhere poking myself with scissors <laughs> in the middle, the middle of this it's Sunday. Not, you make it sound less enjoyable than what it actually is. I don't know why, but watching a game between two great or not great, but like two quarterbacks that exciting, yeah, offenses. two exciting offenses where you have the under. I mean, that's that's just painful. By the way, our our tanking <laughs> Patriots have. Man, just, just score just a scored. touchdown. Rex Burkhead touchdown. What what just is just classic. driving me insane is that you know we talked about this on our um, prop stream earlier today. It was like the play was to go Flacco over one and a half, Newton over one and a half passing touchdowns, and Flacco of course delivers. Cam Newton and right. the Patriots just want to run the ball in all day, just frustrating. Right. It's so tough. But the over with you, I'm the over now. Is looking good. It, it's definitely within reach for sure. So yes, I love it. Flacco's going to so take one, care of it. Drive. I do have another game. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Bucks Panthers. Yes, they could open at seven, six and a half at this point. Uh, would you be buying either side? 
kind of both, you know, well, they lost. Obviously, Tampa Bay is much more disappointed in loss than Carolina, but. Well, this one's interesting because the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater won me another bet against Eric uh, to the point right. where I'm not sure, you know, he was on, I checked in on him this morning to make sure everything was okay um, because he faded his boy Teddy and lost and that's, that's tough to overcome. It is. Um, and I was not surprised by how well the Panthers played a- at all. They, they have a good offense. Teddy Bridgewater has played well. Um, and Joe Brady is just awesome. So if I'm forced to take, you know, one side at six and a half, I would take the Panthers. However, I, this is another one where I think you could see a, a teaser possibility with the Bucks teasing them down to to a half. And I know you're not crossing seven, but maybe this does get out to to seven, seven, seven and a half. Again. And then you can you can take it. And and the reason I like that is that um, the, the overreaction, how bad they looked in a primetime game, is certainly there. They're not that bad of a team. Their defense was uncharacteristically like just just they looked like Poor. they had never they looked like they didn't game plan at all. It's the most vanilla game plan ever. And I thought that Antonio Brown had some juice. I think they I think they say, look, this guy's still a wide receiver one. Let's just feed him. And Chris Godwin was playing with seven fingers. He had fewer fingers right. than Jason Pierre-Paul. So, and we saw him trying to catch yeah, a football on. So we saw how well that what, ended. What so are your yeah, thoughts I do. On this I one? mean, yeah, I like I like the Bucks quite a bit here at this mm-hmm. point. Under seven, I think it's definitely a goal spot. I mean, you basically touched on it. The sentiment surrounding them after the Saints game is going to be an overreaction at this point in time. I think the Panthers are definitely becoming somewhat of a trendy team. You know, you got Teddy Covers. Basically, it's all he does at this point in time, which, um, you know, is a potential narrative. But I don't think I think we're going to see Tom Brady and Tampa Bay kind of show what they're actually capable of at this point in time. I do think they still have probably the best receiving core in the NFL, and I do think they're going to kind of showcase that, like you said. Getting Antonio Brown a little bit more involved, Chris Godwin, of course, Mike Evans had a pretty good game. I do think he was, um, as Bruce Arians said, wide open, or at least open on a few throws that Tom Brady never actually made. So, um, I don't know. The game was obviously over quickly against the Saints yesterday, but I do think that we're going to see uh, a much better performance from the Bucks on Sunday, so I am kind of buying into them at six and a half. Definitely seven is a different number entirely. Seven and a half, I do think that's kind of where we're getting. Even you could probably even tease it at seven down to one. Seven and a half, I definitely think is would be another teaser leg that I would be fully on board with at this point. Real quick here, Niners Saints, four twenty five on on um, Sunday afternoon. Um, by the way, a lot of afternoon games because the Masters. Uh, Niners are nine and a half point underdogs. A little bit of juice towards the Niners. Total 50 and a half. Do you have a lean here? I mean, just based on what I think, you know, people are essentially overvaluing the Saints and undervaluing the 49ers, I would probably lean towards the 49ers at this point in time. But I definitely don't feel great about it either. I don't know. Nick Mullins obviously didn't have, um, you know, at all worthwhile performance no. on Thursday night. 
Um, you know, we kind of expected Kyle Shanahan to put him in some decent spots. There's just there was just way too many injuries. So I would kind of want to see, you know, who's returning from their skill position players, who's actually going to be available for this game before I'm really locking in any sort of bets. I don't really think, you know, certain injuries are really going to move um, the line that much. So I do think we'll probably still get, you know, kind of an inflated number towards the Saints later in the week if we do hear some news on like the Brandon Ayuk situation with COVID, you know, the whole receiving unit basically, Debo Samuel, those sorts of situations. I do think if we could get some of that, you know, more understood, I would probably be a lot more comfortable back in the 49ers. Is that kind of what yeah. you're thinking? Or are you if a, I you if know? I know if those guys are back and it all indications are that they will be, I think there's a chance that Richard Sherman will be back. In fact, I would listen to Chris Collinsworth's podcast uh, later today because I, I am sure he'll ask Richard whether he'll be back or not. Um, I don't think the 49ers are going to give up on this season even though right. they, they probably should. And um, and Kyle Shanahan is I, – I, he's not going to have two duds in a row. So I, right. I am with you there. All right, should we close it out with some prize picks here? Let's do it, prize picks. All right, so here's how this we- works. Go to prizepicks.com and you parlay uh, anywhere from two to four different over-unders for uh, fantasy points by player so um, for example uh, we're going to choose a couple of players here that will either pick over or under for their projected fantasy total and if we hit them uh, we get a payout based on the number of players we choose so if you choose up to four say you choose four players and you get them all right you get 10x whatever you bet um, and everything kind of works down from there so thursday night is the game we're looking at Tannehill versus rivers Um, why don't you lead us off yeah, so the first one that really jumps out to me, Michael Pittman over 8.5 fantasy points. I do think that they're going to try to get him more involved. I do think he's probably emerging a little bit more. Uh, two weeks removed from basically kind of his first run in this Colts offense since basically week one, week two. So I do think that he'll probably be that number one receiving option as opposed to Zach Pascal. So I am kind of buying into him at over 8.5 fantasy points. I do think, like you said, I don't think the Titans are really going to be stopping uh, the Colts that often. They have pretty anemic defense so i do think that from that perspective i think michael pick my michael pittman's going to get a pretty good matchup i could see him easily getting over this 8.5 fantasy points if he scores one touchdown he'll essentially be there as is so i could easily see you know four catch 50 yard performance get him over here pretty easily i think so that's one that i really i like that i'm gonna go with your boy ryan Tannehill. everyone is fading him 18 fantasy points um this is uh it's a get right spot for him they throw the ball a little bit um He's going to have a couple of a couple of tutties here. I also am looking at Jonathan Taylor, 10 and a half. And, man, he just – they have so many different guys back there. Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins are both really good athletes. I, I just – 10 and a half, man, you know, you're banking kind of on a touchdown for him. And At this point. Yeah, I'm just not – you know, that's not something that I necessarily want to bank on. So I kind of like the under for Taylor. Um, is there one more that you like? Yeah, I would like to know. I do need to look a little bit more at the Jonathan Taylor one just as far as like how his snap percentage broke down after that fumble. I wasn't uh, keen in on that too much, so that is a spot that I probably want to check. Um, I do like 
I can't decide either between John o. Smith or AJ Brown. Like you said, I do think Ryan Tannehill probably gets a couple touchdowns. I think one of them is going to go obviously to one of these two. John o. Smith has the much lower uh, fantasy projection at 7.5. So really, if he gets in the end zone, he's basically paying off at that point in time. So that's probably the spot I'm leaning. He hasn't been as involved uh, recently, especially with AJ Brown emerging. But I do think that that's a spot where he could definitely get into the end zone here on Thursday night. So I would lean over seven and a half points for John. I o. love Smith. that one, uh, especially because. Darius Leonard's been really good, but I think one of the things that he does struggle with is tight ends that have some agility there. Is Travis Kelsey a great example? Um, John Smith, not Travis Kelsey, but pretty, pretty darn good. Um, all right, those are our prize picks. Enjoy them. Enjoy the second half. Well, we'll enjoy the second half of this game. You will not because you'll be listening to this tomorrow. Um, but enjoy all the college football. You're going to be back uh, over the course of the next couple of days to talk about some of that college, those college football games. So you'll want to check out this podcast um, going forward throughout the week and uh, enjoy Colts Titans. See you guys.